Welcome to the Smoke and Rope Podcast, the show that brings together Michigan's top cannabis growers, advocates, and business owners to offer a fresh and honest perspective of Michigan's cannabis industry. Stick with us to get the lowdown from the people who have been on the ground floor of cannabis business in Michigan and gain insights into where the industry may be heading. Alrighty, welcome to the Smoke and Rope Podcast. We had a you hosts that had to step out today. So it's show producer Nate Darling here with uh, Tom Beller, show co-host as well. We're looking at episode 114 today with Jim Salame, uh, artist, activist, well-known name in the cannabis community and integrally involved with EntheoFest, which took place last weekend. Jim, how are you doing today? Uh, doing great. Doing great. Happy to be here, guys. Awesome. Awesome. Great to hear. Tom, how are things up in Kalkaska? Uh, a little bit cool. It's starting to fall is in the air for sure, man. Yeah. I'm excited though. I, I'm so sorry I missed Entheo Fest, Jim. We were actually in, in, yeah, we were down in Atlanta for some concerts and stuff. But Awesome. Awesome. We were, yeah. we were there in spirit for sure. I guarantee that. Yeah, it was a really beautiful day from start to finish. So. Excellent. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Jim, um, I've seen your name around a ton in the industry, I've seen you at a ton of events, but for those that don't know, why don't you give us a little bit of background on your story? What brought you into the industry? Uh, what current projects you're working on and what you'd like the world to know about you? Hey, thanks, Nate. Um, I got into the industry uh, back in like 2000, like 11, 2012, when I was working with Mark and Keith, who founded Ohm of Medicine in Ann Arbor, Michigan. It was uh, at the time it was on the third floor, right above Venology on Main Street. And um, they got brought me in as a general manager um, when we had a you know pretty small staff and things were just getting started there in the, in the industry. And uh, it was just such an incredible experience. Um, along the way, I learned so much about plant medicines. I'm not as I wasn't a stranger going in to plant medicines, um, but I definitely met a lot of people uh, just by, you know, almost very unique in that we had these private consultation rooms, which afforded us to spend time with people and really get into these deep conversations about all kinds of things. So I was able to learn from a lot of great people there um, about some medicines. And, um, uh, you know, I got into uh, doing ayahuasca because of some of my own health issues. Um, so that led me down to the jungle to to try that. and. It seemed to work really well for me, um, so I, I kept working with that and as a medicine for myself and and cannabis, of course, and uh, helping people. And then, you know, eventually I started thinking about um, getting involved with the psychedelic movement. Uh, we got out of uh, the cannabis industry uh, when, unfortunately, we got this big tax bill from the IRS that was backdated, uh, and and we owed a lot of money, and and it was pretty tough for us to. Um, to have really any good avenues that we're going to be quick and 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 help resolve it, so we uh, moved on. And at that moment, I wanted to still do something, and I saw the psychedelic movement as as something that uh, was moving in parallel to how the cannabis movement started. You know, people who need it, people who uh, who are, are are getting incarcerated for for being criminalized for for using these natural substances. Um, Julie Barron and Mike Williams at the time, and Chuck Ream, um, those guys were all a part of that group um, and still are. And they, uh, I joined up with um, Decrim Nature Ann Arbor 
and the Michigan Psychedelic Society as a board member. And we helped usher in, you know, the, the 2020 resolution with Julian, Mike Lee, Nat in Ann Arbor to help uh, pass uh, decriminalization in the city. Ellie Savick came out shortly after that with his group. Uh, he's the county prosecutor in Washtenaw um, with his own entheogen policy, the first in the country um, that basically covers all of Washtenaw County. Uh, it's pretty amazing. Um, and uh, so then the Entheofest came about and that's really, you know, why we're here because Redemption, um, Ryan Basor's Redemption uh, ended up being the very first um, sponsor to sign up with us. And, um, and then it just all kind of fell into place because uh, we, we were comfortable having that, that support. So thanks, Ryan. I'm sorry you're not here today. Um, and uh, yeah, I, uh, from there, you know, the Entheo Fest, it's in the second annual this year. Um, Julie Barron uh, being a big leader in the psychedelic movement uh, in Ann Arbor, if not the biggest leader, um, helped bring the Entheo Fest to, to what it was uh, last year and this year. So her and I are both co-founders of the Entheo Fest. Um, the, uh, the podcast Entheo Show is something else that we came up with um, and we all worked on as a group and that all led up to helping decriminalize other cities uh, in, in, a, in a small part uh, like Hazel Park and um, Sterling Heights, Grand Rapids has got a little resolution there. Detroit obviously passed something. Um, it was a voter voter passed. Um, so there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of cities that are still out there that are that are booming. Like Ypsilanti's on the horizon. I think Traverse City. Um, but that's just a little bit about the, my background and leading up to today. Uh, right now, I'm I'm doing a lot of music as well. Uh, some of my projects. I'm working with a cannabis company. Um, uh, and consulting right now and, and helping out where I can. Um, so we had a, a non-compete clause for about three years. It just ended in May. So now I'm able to actually work in Michigan without getting sued. So. Great information, Jim. Um, I know Tom's got some questions, but just as kind of a helping to guide our conversation today, can you give us a little bit of a definition of like what an entheogen is or an entheogenic plant? Can you kind of, for our viewers that aren't maybe as familiar with that term, can you give us sure. a little background? Yeah, no, I'm not a health practitioner and I'm definitely not a, a botanist or an ethnobotanist or anything like that, but I can, I can speak on the things that I've learned in almost layman terms from just people I've spoken with and articles I've read and people I've heard speak. Um, Entheogens, entheo means in Greek, the divinity within. So an entheogen came about, I think, decades ago to describe these natural substances, these plant medicines that refer to just that. These, uh, they give you like an understanding of, of yourself. Um, I, and on a bigger level, uh, possibly the universe. Um, so these are uh, these are plants that, um, and, and fungi can be considered an entheogen. Um, ayahuasca, you know, there's cacti. Uh, I believe that um, the frogs that people use, like the 5-MeO toad and, and cambo, are two other medicines out there that, you know, that can fall into a category somewhere in there. Because it's pretty much, it's all a new science uh, when it comes to that. I mean, ethnobotany only started, I think, in the 40s or 50s with uh, Dr. Schultes, I think his name is. Uh, but yeah, that's um, that's a definition of an entheogen. 
and long, long-winded response. <laughs> All good. That's very informative, Jim. I appreciate it. Tom, what questions do you have for Jim? Well, since I missed the fest this year, uh, I know it's at, it's held on the quad, just yeah. like Hash Bash, right? Uh, yeah. Just what was the vibe there? You know, I mean, this is kind of a different thing from Hash Bash to, to an extent as far as um, how deep some of these things can work, you know, and people are actually free to consume and, and enjoy. Like, just give us an idea of like, what is it like at the Entheo Fest? Sure. So it's a free speech event that's um, modeled after Hash Bash. I, I'm fortunate enough to help uh, organize with that. You know, Jamie Lowell's, I think, is the main person there uh, working with Hash Bash now. But uh, a lot of it's modeled after that. And it's not nearly as big. But the crowd has like minds, people who who are looking for information, who, who, who already know this information but want to learn more. Um, and people that also want to just support it uh, because they know people that have um, uh, benefited from using these medicines. Um, there's, uh, you know, the Entheo Fest, when you, when you get there, it's filled with a bunch of activist tables, organizations that are behind the initiative to help educate and to get it on the ballot in 2024. MISH is known as the Michigan Initiative for um, Community Healing. Um, MISH is the group that kind of it formed from Decrim Nature Michigan um, that is now spearheading with other organizations like SAPS and SSDP, which are respectively the Students Association for Psychedelic Studies and the Students for Sensible Drug Policy. Um, so in, in other other groups like Dance Safe and, and you know anyone else that, that wants to contribute is jumping on the MISH train basically to to get it on the ballot and start with you know, uh, educating people on why it's important. Um, the Entheo Fest is a political event too, in some ways, because we have speakers. Uh, we didn't have people from both sides of the aisle, unfortunately. We'll always welcome that. But um, we had, uh, you know, Jeff Irwin was there, and Ellie Savitt, and Victoria Burton Harris, who's assistant county prosecutor as well of Washtenaw County. Um, and we had some incredible speakers from the University of Michigan speaking on. DMT and it's it's how it's natural to the mammalian mammalian brain um, and how that's a, a big part of of our lives and studying DMT and someone else Kevin Banky is uh, doing studies there he actually did a study with us at Ohm of Medicine long ago uh, with cannabis another entheogen plant so um, it's also a musical event. It's a celebration of plant medicine. So we have people there speaking on their experiences with it. Uh, we had Jesse Clayton, who's a new up and comer that had several synthesizers uh, with some really great music. He uh, um, he just introduced his single um, on Friday night and it's on YouTube and I'm, it's going to come to me what it is. I have to look it up, uh, but it's great. Yeah. And uh, um, yeah, I'm trying to think what else we can say about this. Um, the t well, the it's, a, it's a mode, right? Isn't it? It's a mode of awareness for people. And I imagine just like Hash Bash has grown over time, that this will continue to grow. Is that it's the new frontier of understanding, you know, ourselves and how how plant medicine benefits us. Gratefully, we've gotten away from it with, uh, you know, with Western, you know, medicine and uh, just we humans have been utilizing these things since before we were 
considered even homo sapiens, you know? So yeah. it's, it's nice to see it come back into the fold with real data and, and there seems to be a growing uh, support for it. And, you know, and these types of events are, are how you network people in order to get people to push ballot initiatives across the state as people come from other parts of the state. Maybe they commit to even, you know, volunteering in order to help get these things on. Cause that's the only way that this going to happen is if the people say we want this, you know, we, we saw that happen. We we're currently in it with cannabis nationwide. And hopefully yeah. once that breaks open and people realize that this is not the boogeyman, that this is actual medicine, and respect it and more people are actually open to talk about it at either these events or at, even at the dinner table you know yeah. now cannabis is out people are like oh well i don't like that or i don't like it but that's not what i thought it was you know it's um it's it, it's great to see that happening it just always seems like policy is so far behind public opinion and need that uh you know we have this gap of frustration that we yeah. operate in it's like okay so you organize and you come together and then you you just have to push it and you have to be willing to say yeah i believe in these things I've, personally yeah. i'd share a, i'll share a story for me is that you know um mushrooms helped me come to a realization that i needed to make changes in myself and i'm you know life is a uh very dynamic thing and constantly like you know asking the universe for you know guidance you know it's kind of a yeah. like a normal thing and uh it, it helped me and i think it can help most people and uh, we've lost a lot of um our connection with the earth and the universe and each other it really helps human beings connect with each other again we live in a post-covid society it seems like nobody not nobody but people don't really um look after each other or care anymore and it's really it's really sad in these types of um, plant medicines, I believe, can actually help bring everyone together. Yeah, uh, I, I, that's excellent. That's well put too. Um, you know, I, I people to get involved um, and to start, you know, reaching out to their city council people or their House of Representative members or senators. Um, you want to find somebody that that that's behind you in, in your area that relates to where you're coming from. And if there's no one in your area that relates to it, you want to start educating with, um, you know, articles from reputable sources, you know, um, not from like tripper.com or, you know, some, some, you know, stigmatized, you know, uh, 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 title of something. So, uh, but I think it's really important for activism. And that's, that's also what EntheoFest is about. Um, and educating people because people who don't know about it do, you know, have a lot of fear and it's just lack of knowledge that brings on that fear. So teaching them and showing them how it helps veterans who suffer from PTSD or people who are in recovery from, um, you know, whatever opiates or, or something else that they were addicted to. Um, and you, you're seeing articles on the news feeds now of, you know, um, mothers using it, you know, in small microdoses and, you know, microdoses 0.1 to 0.2 grams. Um, and that's a very, very small amount of mushrooms. Uh, and something like that isn't going to give you that, that heavy psychedelic effect. It's just going to kind of perk up your energy and maybe add a little light and, and focus to things. Um, but definitely it doesn't knock you knock you out and that, that's that's the kind of information i think that we need to get out that's a little different than cannabis because when we smoke a a big joint not knowing what it'll do to us we'll end up just sleeping for a few hours but if we eat a whole mushroom 
or you know a bag of them not knowing what it'll do it it might do a little bit more than put us to bed well education so. and and responsible access to consistent medicine also that people no, yeah, because there is the micro dose and then above that is a perceptible dose, right? Where you start to perceive the effects, maybe visually or whatever. And then it, and above that, you know, it, but people stepping into it, having that experience be positive and not just go, you know, whole hog, uh, like uh, it, it can happen, but having, you know, access to it. And I, I really love, um, you know, extracts and homogenized, uh, you know, um, you know, mushrooms in order to have a dose that is predictable. Because that um, the unknown and the unpredictability of things is what does, and that, you know, lack of um, edu proper education and misinformation out there is what, you know, drives the fear. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. And, and that is, and there are some extracts out there, if I can make a point on those. Um, it reminds me of the parallel to uh, distillate in a cartridge. That people smoke it's just thc it's extracted it doesn't have a synthesized synthesized it doesn't have all the other cannabinoids it's kind of short in its uh, effects and it definitely doesn't do what full spectrum does and there are extracts of psilocybin out there that have that mimic that same parallel uh where it's you know you're you're only going to have this psychedelic um experience maybe for like three hours and it's 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 stripped of some of its um nature and essence i think if it's not the actual mushroom just like the actual cannabis plant right right and what are those you know we don't even know we can't you know studying exactly what are these you know the entourage like i guess it would be the um the equivalent of you know cannabis uh uh, ensemble effect, you know, like we exactly. don't even know what these compounds are, what they do, how they interact, you know, with these things. So it, it's just a completely new and exciting uh, field for sure. It is. And I don't know where it ended up, but I know the uh, the Drug Enforcement Agency put out a call for for people to respond um, to their, their case that uh, mushrooms and psilocybin and DMT type things should be schedule one. And I think that's out there right now because we we need more uh, medicinal uh, research on this, and I, it's not available. Um, there are some groups I, I've heard of that approached me about uh, being sponsors of Entheofest. Entheofest is more of a local um, local thing, so we didn't include them, but they are working with the DEA on doing studies with um, veterans and and using mushrooms too. So. Things are happening. I, I think it's happening a lot faster than cannabis did. Um, and that's why the education is so much more important. Cannabis is all going to be fantastic information. So I've, I've got a couple of questions. Sure. Oh, How about that? Is that a little bit better? Okay. Um, this has been a lot of really fantastic information. And, you know, admittedly, I'm not as educated in this um, you know, corner of, you know, the world as well but one thing without without getting too much into the weeds on this as well i think you know as a society we're very pro um taking substances that let us escape issues and not actually face them you know whether it's with alcohol or you know admittedly even sometimes cannabis and that's not a day and that's super ironic coming from somebody coming from you know, the cannabis industry as a whole where it's like a lot of substances can 
this is just temporary uh, escapes versus actually, um, you know, addressing some really tangible hard things in life. So one thing that I, when I spoke with you on the phone, Jim, that I thought was pretty interesting is you kind of have to take some of these substances with like with a game plan in mind. Like you're, you know, not just blindly walking into what are you trying to accomplish um, yeah. while taking these substances. So uh, I think a lot of your talk about like veterans and dealing with PTSD and how this has been really um, successful in those groups. What would you say in your eyes, some of the differences are between approaching cannabis and approaching maybe psilocybin? Because a lot of times they get lumped into the same conversation constantly. But in your eyes, what would you say some of the main like mentality differences are? Between substances? Yeah, between, and I'm sorry, I apologize if I don't know if my microphone's having some issues or not. Maybe my volume's going up and down a little bit here. So I'll try to see if I can get that worked out. But just the differences between um, the substances, what, let me try this. We'll see if this is a little bit better. Sure. Um, what would you say, like, when people are approaching cannabis or psilocybin, like, how would you kind of guide them on their choice? Or what do you think the best way to approach um, psilocybin is in comparison with cannabis or all? You know, sure. Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, you know, just like the 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 adage for trying cannabis for first time users, you know, low and slow, you know, low dose, you know, slowly. And um, just like anything that you're trying new, uh, even if you're switching, you're using cannabis for, let's say, um, some ailment um, you and you're, you're switching your, your your type of medication. You always want to start low and slow and time it and take notes on how it's making you feel after about an hour and a half when it passes through your liver and, and shows its psychoactivity if there's any, you know, um, there's, you know, that's what I would tell patients with cannabis with, with mushrooms, you know, it's different if you're a veteran and someone is helping you with your PTSD, because sometimes that requires larger doses and a set and setting where you have an actual sitter with you, um, where they give you a setting, um, and a certain amount that's uh, going to allow you to um, really have the, um, I guess, Dennis or Terrence McKenna referred to it as the hero dose. Uh, Terrence McKenna, uh, mycologist, scientist, uh, you can find some great research on him online and his and his brother, Dennis. Um, but he talked about the hero dose being five grams. And five grams, if you take that, you're definitely going to need a sitter with you um, or you're very experienced in what you're doing. Um, if you're trying to heal yourself from something like PTSD, you're going to sit with someone in a room, in a chair perhaps. They're going to put um, noise cancellation headphones or some beautiful music you've selected uh, to listen to. And they're going to walk you through that experience that may last five hours, six hours. Um, you know, when you're using these uh, medicines some of the things that I've learned about is your intention and how important your intention is before you use them. Um, and, and that goes with anything really. I mean, but with medicines, if you put your intention into them and what you want them to do for you, a lot of times that helps psychosomatically, uh, in it actually working, I think. Um, so, you know, that's, that's some, I don't think that's junk science. I think it's, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of interesting because I don't know if you've seen studies on people who will have a glass of water and they yell at it and they, they talk down to it and then they 
you know, water their plants and the plants just don't grow as well. And if you do that, uh, just the opposite with, you know, uh, affection and lovingness and you pour that water into a plant and the plant seems to grow a lot better. So that sort of thing, um, as well as your diet, your, your diet, uh, you know, I saw somebody once do a 5-MeO toad um, ceremony after eating McDonald's, uh, literally like a half hour before, and it didn't fare very well for that person. So there's there's a lot of different um, things that you want to do for yourself to prepare yourself if you're going to use these medicines because of, you know, uh, how they can help your body and, and work on your body better if you have an intention and a, and a cleaner um vehicle basically for them to do their work and what if that person ever went back to mcdonald's again um then that would be a, a that would be an excellent outcome right <laughs> right right for yeah, sure. the intent probably was to quit eating mcdonald's which you should definitely do by the way if you do. yeah <laughs> if you're doing that <laughs> jim please stop now oh, jim awesome again amazing information um let's say someone's at step one of this journey kind of overwhelmed like a lot of times which can happen with cannabis they don't know where to begin there's unlimited options there's unlimited brands stimulation overload all you're trying to do is turn things off you get like a billion options um yeah. for michigan specifically let's say someone wants to just start the process for this. where do they go who do they talk to what does it look like you know um there are some knowledgeable knowledgeable people at all the dispensaries i believe i think um you know, it's, it's probably wise to call the dispensary in advance just to, to make sure they have somebody that can speak on medical. Uh, usually a dispensary that sells medical has someone that can help in that regard. Um, and if they don't, don't ever go there again. Um, there's, uh, you know, when you're trying cannabis, you have to realize that it works differently on everybody. And you have to realize that it's not something that you're going to know right out of the gate how it works for you. It's going to take a little while and it, maybe uh, sometimes people hit it right on the head. But the biggest thing is to pay attention to your body, take notes, do it. Um, if you're doing it for your health, try to get in a regiment, you know, and even set a timer for such things. You know, I mean, people use this for everything from rheumatoid arthritis to neuropathy to Crohn's, the fibromyalgia to Crohn's disease. I already said that. Um, and then some of the more serious things like seizures and cancer and, um, uh, you know, skin cancer and, and like internal uh, internal issues. So um, and what I would suggest, too, is if you're really worried about it is start with CBD. Uh, that's always a great, great way to start. It's cannabis um, in, in a form. Um, try to try try to do it with a, a CBD flower and not a hemp flower if you can. You're going to find more cannabinoids in there for yourself. Um, I think eating cannabis is a great idea. Uh, the vehicle for for that I would suggest uh, a tincture. Uh, tinctures aren't like gummies. There's a lot of sugar in gummies. If you start on gummies and you get used to gummies, well then you're you're taking all the sugar all the time. So tinctures I find are really helpful for, for a patient that's using cannabis medically. And then for um, like a, for like psilocybin specifically, if someone's sure. or like in that whole, like, you know, that whole realm of things, um, because that's a little trickier for people to just like, they can't necessarily just drive down the road 
always learn about that. But let's say someone's like a heavy cannabis user already has been interested in psilocybin and kind of experiencing some things. They're especially interested in maybe trying some of the hero doses and stuff. What's the, what's the best, what's that kind of journey specifically? Well, that would be finding a practitioner that, um, that's, you know, therapeutically licensed, um, that has a lot of experience and that you trust. Um, definitely you have to find someone, you know, that can introduce you to someone like this. Um, ways to get involved with that is probably going to some of the meetings from some of these organizations I mentioned already. Um, there, you know, there's always somebody there that can maybe lead you to someone that can assist you um, in in the process of, of, of getting started with the hero dose. Um, there's a lot of uh, things online that you can do some research on in advance just to get yourself some knowledge. So when you talk to these people, you you come in with some background. You know, search things like Dennis McKenna, search things like um, things in Oregon, especially uh, Tom Eckert, uh, gentleman who wrote the 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 law in Colorado or in Oregon, rather, to um, to basically decriminalize plant medicines and, and help assist people through their health department um, is a great resource. If you go online and search some of his talks, uh, Paul Stamets, another person, uh, fantastic fungi. It's He's largely in that that documentary and really well shot and a lot of information on there. Not just on the psychedelic part of mushrooms, but but the other benefits you get from things like reishi mushrooms and lion's mane and and things you can uh, chaga mushrooms that have a lot of health benefits. Um, you know, starting out in that way is a good start too with uh, with some of those mushrooms because they definitely give you a an uplifting feeling. Um, but uh, as far as trying hero doses, please don't try it on your on your own by yourself. Um, have somebody there with you that's all that's not on that same dosage. Um, even if they say that they're, you know, I mean, you don't want to have somebody watching you that's on the same medicine with you. You want somebody that's going to be there that that's going to be able to uh, be checked into reality a little bit more at a dosage of, of that level. Great information, Jim. I really appreciate it. Tom, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just listening in. You're right, man. Uh, all very good information. Yeah, thanks, man. Well, Jim, uh, last question I have is uh, what's next for EntheoFest next year? Any any big plans for next year? Um, things you're looking to expand upon that you'd like to everybody know about? Yeah, you know, um, Julie and I are going to sit down next week and talk about that, uh, how we can do it better. Um, how we can tighten it up a little bit more, um, get more community involvement, I think. September is Entheogen Plant and Fungi Awareness Month in the city of Ann Arbor. And um, it'd just be great to have a little bit more participation from the city um, because they did pass that unanimously um, back in 2020. Awesome. And someone wants to, I'm sorry, go ahead. I, I was just going to add that I think we need to incorporate more art in music. Um, Iridescence is the name of Jesse Clayton's new uh, single that I was trying to remember. Uh, but we need more music. Um, we also had Sonny and, and Lamine uh, playing on drums there. Just have to through the shout outs. Uh, but uh, yeah, um, 
it, we need more of that and i think we need more publicity so that some more people can come and attend we didn't do a huge press release i think m live and michigan daily were the two papers locally that covered us um and that was fine um it's a local thing but i think we planted a lot of seeds it's all branching out right now as we speak Awesome. Well, Jim, thank you so much. Um, if someone wants to get a hold of you for maybe a sponsorship or getting involved next year, what's the best way to do that? Jim Salame at gmail.com. Sounds great. Sounds great. Yeah, well, we can, Jim, super appreciate appreciate you coming out today and stuff. It's been an incredibly informative um, episode. I know I've learned a lot personally, and I'm sure a lot of our viewers have as well. We'll go ahead and go to some closing thoughts here. Tom, closing thoughts for today. Well, Jim, you know, I love you and, uh, you know, love kindred you too, spirits out there, um, you know, just hoping that as a society, we can get our shit together, um, recognizing these plants as real medicine as a first step. Now treating all drugs as a medical and health issue over a legal issue in this country would then also help a lot of people that are hurting and struggling and stuck in these endless loops that just creep create you know chaos in people's lives and ironically could be helped by some of these substances too to overcome the fact that they've been oppressed and uh you know that's keep fighting the good fight we're here by your side and definitely will not be missing next year for sure sweet thank you awesome jim any closing thoughts for everybody really appreciate your time today um we'll go to the uh, mish website uh go to mi psychedelic um society.com um check out the entheofest.org webpage um these are places where you can find information and even online um follow decrim nature michigan uh there's a lot of things coming up um for getting it on the ballot in 2024 and we need everyone's help um in all areas uh, all over the state up down here thumb everything please Awesome. Well, folks, I think that's going to be our show today. Thank you so much for everybody um, tuning in and stuff. And Jim, we hope to have you on um, soon. It's awesome to see these uh, these these worlds kind of collide and um, just seeing the normalization of a lot of these conversations, I think, is um, it's a really inspiring time. And although Michigan's not perfect on this stuff, I, I do think we're all we continue to fight for the right direction. on that. So hope to have you on again soon. And that's our yeah, show. Folks. Thank you. Thanks for having us. The Smoke and Rope Podcast is produced and hosted by me, Ryan Basor, the owner of Redemption Cannabis. Have ideas for episode topics or would like to be a guest on the show? Contact us at ryanb at redemptioncanna.com. Thanks for being along for the journey.